All right, love is in the air. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Shout out Chuck Love, scoring machine at Lincoln Southwest High School. Former KU guard, Darnell Valentine. You have Bobby Valentine. Yeah. Ron Darling. Oh, Denzel Valentine. Yeah. Um, Josh Hart. Yep. Had a big night last oh, night with yeah. Jalen Brunson for mm-hmm. the uh, Knicks, the Nova combo. Yes. The uh, Knicks beat the Nets. And Kevin Hart, one of our favorite entertainers. I don't know. I did not speak on your behalf. He makes me laugh. I thought you were talking about the wrestler. <laughs> no. Oh. That's actually where my mind Well, went then what too. about Brett the Hitman Hart? Well, he, he well, throw him in there Greg too. Greg the Hammer Valentine? Mm hmm. So it's a big day for everybody that has a last name that is Valentine or has some type of love. Does anybody have a last name Cupid? Yeah, I don't think so. I would go more with the first name. Yeah, that's true. I feel like, yeah, there's uh, there's a higher probability of that. Uh, there has to be a musician that is Cupid. Oh, not, no, I was thinking of somebody else. I, was think, I don't know why all of a sudden I immediately thought of Kid Cudi, but that, of course, would not. There's the Cupid Shuffle. There is. The, I mean, is it a big day for the Cupid Shuffle? Has to be. Do classrooms? You know, Cupid Shuffle is throughout the country. About, do that? What? Fifteen years old? Uh, more. Uh, I was yeah, in I was. School. I I was going to say. I think. Did I, you I, Did you do the Cupid Shuffle at your wedding and then followed it up with the Love Slide? The Let's see. We did not have. Actually, I think we would have had the. Um, neither one of them. Yeah, I don't believe we had either one of them. You uh, decided not to do music. Oh, we had we had a great music. Live band Finest Hour, Nikki Boulet. Shout oh, out. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Fantastic. And the horns and everything too. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Oh, welcome back here. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. There's Nick, uh, Jimmy and Gary. Sam McEwen will join us at the uh, bottom of the uh hour. Uh by the way, before we go any further, I want to say thank you. Uh Matt. You're welcome. Well, you, you, you yeah. <laughs> That was polite. I oh, was oh I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I, okay. Are I went talking and to somebody else? Uh, molded the uh, youth of America oh. uh, yesterday over at Creighton Prep. Oh, yeah. Podcasting. How'd it go? Uh, it was really good. It was um, it's interesting. They're good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Razgrashek, who is the yes. journalism teacher over there. Him and I have been friends for a while. He was at Westside, right? He was at or, Westside. Yeah. And then he went to Prep, and he's also the boys golf coach. But he never seems to invite me mm-hmm. to go play golf. Because I said... Uh, is he a member somewhere? Well, their home course is uh, Johnny Goodman. Johnny Goodman is, I think, one. Benson and Johnny Goodman are probably two of my favorite uh, public courses. City courses, I should uh-huh. say. So I, you know, they're they're getting into podcasting in their journalism class, and they do a great job. Like Westside and Prep um, do a fantastic job of doing all the games, and they produce some really, really good talent mm-hmm. that is now in college that are doing a lot of games. So they want to know about podcasting. And so I walked them through how to do podcasting. I mean, their eyes lit up when I said you can swear on a podcast. <laughs> well, there's no. You're already you can't teaching swear. You can't swear on the radio, but man, we do a podcast yeah. and it's F bomb after F bomb. Unfiltered. Like, That's awesome. And then I thought, should I really be saying that mm. to, you know, 15 to 18 yeah. year old kids? But yeah, you know, way to be wink. molding the youth so, of America. Uh, Good thanks job. Thanks to uh, Matt and everybody that uh, I told, hey, listen to our show today. And they're like, A M. <laughs> And I said, yeah, but you can also listen to it on your phone. Actually, and, and you actually, can see your, us. your parents probably listen to uh, us. Yeah. Uh, you do have the feel that it is uh, Tuesday after the Super Bowl uh, because the debate still about kind of the football. I mean, my quarterback, who I think is sleeping, 
I think he's sleeping. Let him sleep. Could, Nap. could, could retire tomorrow and he'd be a first ballot Let him sleep. Uh, Hall of Famer at the age of uh, 27. Yeah. But you know that it is now a couple of days after the Super Bowl when the debate is about Rihanna smelling her fingers or UFOs <laughs> on sports talk shows. Not this one. <laughs> and we're back. But I was listening to one coming in, and that's what they were discussing. Rihanna smelling her fingers? Yeah, how did that fly under the radar? I mean, there's a lot of things that she did uh, during her yeah. halftime show. And, but people watched. People watched. Mm-hmm. She lip-synced about 85% of it, but yeah. it didn't matter because she's very mysterious. She had not been around for mm-hmm. a while, and, you know, she's a banger. Yeah. But... Agree with everything. Yeah, she did that, and apparently that's a big deal on a national sports the talk show sniff- that airs before our show. Okay, I remember the so cup. Not everyone's. I remember the cupping mode. of the buttocks. I remember the um, the gesture to the crotchal region. And see, as we talked about this yesterday in the crossover, there was the motion to the baby bump, but Fox kind of missed that. They missed that opening part of yeah, it. They missed that. No. Which you could tell throughout the, the performance. They're like, okay, yeah, I think Rihanna's pregnant. But I didn't see the smelling of the fingers. And I haven't gone back and watched it. Now, you can. If you got the, the Apple app, you can watch it until your little heart contents. Well, go and watch the, that. I mean, 118 million people did compared to 113 million people for the whole Super Bowl. Yeah. But the story, and, and they're always fascinating they do a great job and a great service, is the sign language interpreters. If you go and find a feed that has the sign language interpreter for her show, that's almost as good as Rihanna. (laughs) Like the sign language interpreter for Chris Stapleton's National Anthem, the guy is incredible. Mm -hmm. He looked like Bruce. I mean, I, I got all enthralled when we were having these daily governor press conferences. The lady that was doing oh, yeah. the sign language the sign for language Governor job. Ricketts. Mm-hmm. I was like, we got to talk to her mm-hmm. because she's animated. And yeah. She's got a difficult job. And, you know, like the, you go to a Storm Chaser game and they'll have, uh, you know, the recorded sign language interpretation yep. of the anthem they'll play on the video board, mm-hmm. which I'm always, that's, you know, good, good on people that can do sign language really, really well um, because that is an important thing. And I've, I've wanted to learn it. I've tried. I'm just I'm not very good. But watch the anthem. Sign language interpreter from the Super Bowl, but even more, the young lady that is doing the sign language for her performance because she's she also well, she's doing the movements. She, as okay, well. she, that's what I wanted to. It, that, but but try and figure out on the fly everything that is being yeah, sung. That's talent. you have to. That's talent. Yeah. Are you? So I'm assuming she's part of the rehearsal. Then she has to be, yeah. especially with the dance. That's that's talent. Yeah, she that has, is talent. She probably has to be familiar with the set list and also the songs so that she can kind of in her head. What would be more impressive, Rihanna actually 100% live while dancing, while pregnant, or what the interpreter is doing? Because it's one thing, I mean, I get it, you know, your voice and you have to really be able to reflect that brand. Mm-hmm. So you got to be on top of your game. If you, you decide, hey, I'm going to do this live, ain't no lip syncing for me. But the movement plus sign language, the sign language is part of your dancing, like that would be really challenging. That, she, that's talent. They were both really, really good. Like, that's cool. Really very animated. I don't know if there's a code for people that you know, are professional sign language interpreters. Like you, don't, you just want to, with your hands, not do the body movements. Yeah. But the young lady that was doing halftime did the body movements as well. She'd have to, though. 
You have to. That was difficult. Another 13 minutes of nonstop. Yeah. Just bam, 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 bam. That's so, so cool. 118 million people tuned in to uh, watch her. I'm gonna oh, check, and Rihanna. I'm going to check that out. Now I'm I'm so curious. See, I, the, when will the halftime show be more popular than the game, you ask? Yeah. Sunday night. The um, who performed? So the Rams Patriots twenty. Well, it would have been technically twenty nineteen. The twenty eighteen season halftime rain man over here will answer. Yeah, who who was the twenty nine? It would have been Rams that was Maroon Five. Oh, that's right, <clears throat> man. Just right out. See, out I didn't see any of that. I was on a plane coming back from West that's, Virginia. And I was told I didn't miss. It anything. wasn't good. It, you, you, now that you bring that up, that's one of the very few that I could say, you know what, didn't like it. Just didn't like it. It was very... It, it was, was like built the game. Up. It, yes, the game sucked. The game sucked. The halftime show sucked. And it was built up because it's Maroon 5, it's Adam Levine, it's like, okay, it's going to be amazing. And it was just like, nope. Maybe it was built up too much. I don't know. Sam McEwen's going to join us uh, within the hour. <laughs> you want to talk about that Super Bowl, though? It was a really good one. In reality, that was a good year for you, Gary, because that led to the departure of Bob Sutton and Steve Spagnuolo showing up, and everything changed mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. In the following year, look where you were. Oh, I, I mean, I guess, I guess Spags is okay. I mean, Philadelphia ran for two point seven yards per carry. Uh, Kansas City outrushed them. Yeah, the best. Yeah, their the, best rushing attack was Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. which is crazy that they stopped. Not surprised Scheming, at all. I knew he designed quarterback cooking. runs in the second half. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Jalen Hurts. I am rooting for him. I I didn't think that at this point in their professional careers, Jalen Hurts would be better than Tua, but I'm a huge fan of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts got knocked down at Alabama. Mm-hmm. He bounced right back up, and I'm rooting for him. He's a good dude, mm-hmm. and hell of a he, teammate. He he's he's always been a great interview. Yep, he's got a great story. Mm-hmm. You know that. What happened on Sunday night? He's going to bounce back from that. Yeah, he had a fantastic answer. There's a uh, a young boy, 15 years old, young man, a Geo the podcaster, diehard Philadelphia sports fan, but even more so the Eagles. There have been some heartwarming stories of him and his relationship with some of the Eagles, including Carson Wentz, um, because Geo has some health issues. But he was at the Super Bowl, and you know, in the post game press conference, which is very odd because. They do it kind of in the same room. So the winning team is on one side. The losing team is on the other. So you can hear like somebody asking Travis Kelsey a question, and you're being asked a question about why you lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, So it's a weird dynamic. But Gio was right there at the Super Bowl, and he had the last question for Jalen Hurts. And he essentially asked him, what will tonight mean to you, and what will you take from it? And Jalen Hurts had a fantastic answer. Basically, it's happened to me before. I'm going to be okay, yeah. and I'll learn from it, and we'll all learn from it and move on. I I am rooting for Jalen Hurts. I am rooting that Philadelphia does the right thing and they don't get into a Lamar Jackson situation, yeah. and they lock up Jalen Hurts right now because no, right he you. has proven that he is your franchise quarterback, and they will get back to the Super Bowl with him as their quarterback, and I will be rooting for him as long as not against my team because I'm, I am a huge Jalen Hurts the person fan first. I couldn't agree more. And I, I was saying this, even when he got drafted, I thought, wow, he kind of, you know, Jalen Hurts actually went a little bit earlier than I thought. 
you know, at the time when you looked at where Philadelphia was with their quarterback situation, it was up in the air. And then he kind of got into that position where, okay, he's playing out of necessity for Philadelphia, but then it was talked about, okay, he's just a placeholder. We're going to see. And then you, you're kind of drawn back to his college path. And yes, he did end up transferring, but he didn't pull a Kelly Bryant. He didn't, you know, he stuck with his team and they needed him there in the SEC championship game that year. You never heard him complain once about it. He was Tua's biggest cheerleader. Like, there are so many things that you could take a high school student athlete and say, see how this dude is handling the ups and downs of competition? This is exactly how you should go about it. He had his his best game as a pro. He was aggressive throwing the ball, especially vertically. Um, He ran physically. I mean, he, he's, a, they, he's a they, good, they, he's a good hand, football player. Then they handcuffed him in the second half. Yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's a very good football player, but it's to kind of what you were getting at, too, and I find myself in this boat with him. He's so easy to root for because he just seems to go about everything, whether it's on the field or off the field, the right way, the way that you can point to and say, yep, what that guy's doing – not a bad path to follow right there. Would have been a great MVP of the game if they won. He would have oh, been and, and, he was, and he was easily going to well, be. Yeah, well, you could make a case, and it doesn't go to the losing right. team. Not since Chuck Howell. He was the best player on the field. Yeah. Yep. He was the best player on the field, and Kansas City did a really good job of containing him in the second half, but I think Philadelphia got away from what made Jalen Hurts so successful in the first half, and that is design runs Mm -hmm. they just didn't do it in the second half but greg greg olson said about spags making him go left and that was a big change as well i'm a huge jalen hurts fan i'm i'm rooting for that guy and philadelphia will do the right thing and lock him up i mean it's going to be a big offseason for burrow and hurts checking accounts yep all right sam McEwen's coming up uh in about uh, 15 minutes we'll get to him and a lot of stuff going on creighton providence tonight here on the zone you've also got nebraska and rutgers out in new jersey Nebraska is a 12-and-a-half-point underdog. Uh, on the road as a double-figure underdog has not been good to Nebraska, so plan accordingly if you're going to FanDuel promo code ZONE, Coach Osborne. All right, 719. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley at 1620 The Zone.